Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support, and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout-out on a future episode. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive into how NFTs will transform the metaverse, DeFi, and social tokens. I'm Justin Shankaro, the king of alpha, the prince, the peasant. I don't know, John. It changes every day. I kind of feel a little bit princely because we're talking to Betty today. So, oh, I can't give away our guest, but I'm so excited. Anyway, I started as a child actor, as you all know. Hey, Arnold. We'll talk a little bit about it today. Then I went to Stanford, <laughs> NFTs, entrepreneur. I'm here with my awesome co-host, John Kraske. He was an executive in the design space for years, and now he is running an NFT company. He is literally in the trenches every day, learning, growing, and seeking alpha. In fact, right before this, we were just talking, what time do you get up in the morning, John, to get into the NFT space? 4 a.m. 4 a.m. What is happening in the NFT space at 4 a.m.? You'd be surprised. A lot of LinkedIn heat, man. That's actually when I try to bring my LinkedIn heat, so... I try to respond to almost every comment for the first couple hours because it's definitely the polite thing to do as we're building out this global NFT thought leaders community. So yep. it's very important work, actually. So It is. Well, I appreciate that because I'm resting and I'm daydreaming. Well, I'm actually just dreaming at 4 a.m. I'm up like around 6.30. So thank you for getting up extra early. As you all know, we are two NFT insiders that are bringing in the top NFT thought leaders to help you learn the emerging trends and opportunities each and every week in 30 minutes or less. Let's get into it. I'm super excited about our guest, John. Today's guest is Betty, the founder of Deadfellas, an NFT collection of 10,000 unique zombies minted on the Ethereum blockchain. Deadfellas sold out within 20 minutes of launch on September 13th, 2021, and traded over $9 million within its first month. Betty focuses on development, community engagement, brand outreach, marketing, innovation, and experience design. Betty is also the director of a creative production agency servicing AAA brands and corporations globally and has worked in community engagement, marketing, and creative production professionally for the last 11 years. Welcome to NFT Heat, Betty. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. Hello. It's nice to be here. Oh, we're so thrilled to have you. We're excited. And as we always do, Betty, we just jump right into a five-question lightning round to give some alpha to our listeners. So, John, what's the first question? Betty, what is your favorite source of NFT alpha? Is it podcasts, Twitter, LinkedIn? Honestly, it's Spaces. I think on Twitter, I listen to Spaces. Mech is someone who's really amazing. The BIPOC LGBTQIA Rug Radio with Patrick Wagner and Ed Balloon and um, Brittany Pierre always on there. And then like podcasts like Overpriced JPEGs with Carly Riley and Nifty World with Bex Perfect. You can find Alpha everywhere, mostly as well Discords. My community give me a lot of Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool. All right. All right. Question number two. Why should people care about NFTs? Because it's the future. That's the simple answer. There's a much longer answer. The technology is going to be applied to everything that we do in the future. It's breaking down structures that have 
led us to this point where there's so many issues in the world. I feel like it brings a solution to a lot of that. So yes, it's going to be very relevant moving on. Question three, Betty. Is it too late for people to invest in NFTs? No. So cliche, but we're so early. You know, Claire Silver posted a graph on Twitter yesterday and it was about the search history of MySpace and like the time graph of that and then compared with the search history of NFTs. And it was just like looking at that visual. We are so early. It's very exciting. Yeah. Get in now. Get in whenever. Whenever you get in is the right time to get in. Love that. Love that. All right. Dead fellas, obviously on Ethereum. We're big fans of Ethereum. What's your favorite blockchain? Look, I've got to say Ethereum because I work on Ethereum, but I am not an exclusive blockchain lover. I, I feel like this year I want to expand my experience with uh, cross-chain things and I want to explore different blockchains. I think there's a lot of promise in in other ones. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of projects on Solana that I think are amazing and I want to kind of have a look at that too. Maybe that's a bit of alpha. I don't know. <laughs> cool. Cool. That is alpha. <laughs> All right, Betty. Fifth and final question. We're doing an audible. Who was your favorite character on Hey Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> it's Harold, obviously. Yes! No, it's <laughs> <laughs> It's gotta be Harold. Yeah. Hey Arnold was a big inspiration as part of the creation of Deadfellas. We were very inspired by 90s cartoons especially ones like Hey Arnold and Doug, Daria, Are Real Monsters, that sort of thing. So yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Justin, do you want to tell her? And maybe not all our listeners know, Justin. Oh, well, yeah. Don't, don't, don't our listeners know that I'm, Hey Arnold, I played Harold. Get over here. I'll pound you. <laughs> <laughs> the fact, the fact that Betty chose Harold even though she probably, it could have been Helga, it could have been Arnold, but just for this, chose Harold and Hey Arnold. That is a perfect five-star lightning round, platinum, gold stars, a Hey Arnold star, which we haven't even thrown out before. You crushed it, Betty. Thank you for Do dropping you know why? the heat. Do you know why I love Harold, actually? I love Harold because I feel like he's just very sensitive and misunderstood. Yes. I love him. Yeah. Yes. He is a softie. He's was a bully, but he also has a real soft spot and he's very caring and that resonates a lot with a lot of people. So thank you for choosing him. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. That was incredible. We are now going to go a little bit deeper with some more questions to find out more about you and dead fellas and all of your awesome alpha. First off, Betty, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the crypto and NFT space? Yeah, well, my husband, Syke, who is the artist on Deadfellas, he was kind of introduced to it last year around January by some of the artists in his collective, Depthcore. And it was immediately something that was very exciting to both of us. And so I kind of just lurked for a little while. I was like living vicariously through his involvement in this space. I was a bit intimidated to join in because I saw it was mostly guys. And, you know, I was into crypto and I knew what was going on but I had never actually done it myself, the crypto side of things. So it just felt like there was a bit of a barrier there, but I spent a lot of time learning and watching and reading and listening to Twitter spaces and clubhouses. And yeah, I just kind of jumped in. The creative side, like I've just done that for years. So that made immediate sense to me, but it's been really cool to combine the two. That's awesome, Betty. So you launched an incredibly successful project we mentioned before, Dead Fellas. Can you tell us a little bit about it? How, how did the project come to you? 
And how did you go from creation to launch? I've always been like entrepreneurial. So my brain is every single day I have ideas. I'm writing ideas down. I'll be walking around the house and something will come to me and I'll have to just write it down. My notes, the the notes app on my phone is ridiculous mess. Honestly, it's terrible. (laughs) It makes no sense to anyone else. But to me, it's like this beautiful Bible of, of ideas. But as I said, Syke was involved in the space earlier last year and he started getting approached for really cool events like the 4156 event that they had in crypto voxels. And then there was like the rare Pepe one. And a few people started to approach him to do art on their project. And I was like, we do this. Like we have this amazing background in production and like, you know, we work together so well, let's just do something of our own. And he's like, yeah, okay. And Dead Fellas as a concept came super quickly. We're horror fans. And we had just recently, before we had that discussion about starting a project, we had been discussing like the social phenomenon of the culture around zombies as a concept in pop culture and how it's just kind of this trope that is laced throughout movies and music and and everything for since, I guess, George Romero brought them into pop culture. It just made sense to me. No one had really cornered that. And it was something that we we love. And we just wanted to inject a little bit of the things that we pull inspiration from into a project. So music and movies, cartoons, games, that sort of thing. Came real quick. Dead fellas, everything. It was just like in my brain, like a zap. And I was just explaining it to Psych and we got it down. It was great. That's amazing. That's amazing. Since we're also throwing a little bit about me in this episode, why not? I'll throw out, I did an episode of Z Nation and I was able to kill a zombie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Betty, but Z Nation is a fun zombie show too. Um, That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I just loved your story. It was cool. It inspired me. All right. As you know, everybody kind of wants to launch an NFT project. It is like the hottest thing. Everybody talks about it, but it's incredibly difficult to sell out of a project and have it be successful and put together the right team. Can you take us, which you already did a little bit, but can you also take us a little bit through the roadmap of what it's like to launch? And then in addition to launching, really sustaining a tremendous project in such a highly competitive space, what are the do's and don'ts? I think initially you have to be very passionate about what you're doing and really truly want to see your idea in the world. I think that if you focus on creating something that you think other people want, it's not so much going to work. It's got to come from, I really want to see this in the world. I really want to see this kind of brought to life, you know, because that is going to be the driver is so much hard work. And there has to be that creative push and that passion to kind of get you over those, the difficult spots that come up. That's kind of key. Another key element is that it depends what you want. If you want to launch a project that is, you know, art focused and and all of that, I don't think that you need to worry about everything else. If you're putting art out for art's sake, that's fine. But if you have a goal that's driven by progress and success, then you have to kind of identify where are my skills and where where am I not so skilled at that I need to delegate? Because I think that some people come into this space and they will launch these projects They've got no production experience, no marketing experience, community building, all of that. It's so complex. And I think that we've been lucky in that those are the things that we've been working in for years and years. So we've kind of fine-tuned it and we know where we're strong and we know where we're weaker. And in those places, we've hired people that are amazing so that they can do their job well, so that we can do our job well. You can't be good at everything. And I think it comes as a shock, the amount of work 
that's involved in in running these projects because it's essentially like as soon as everything mints, if everything sells out, you are then responsible for driving this big train and maybe you've never done that before. So that's not to say that you can't do it, but just delegate, I think. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. That is great, Alpha. So Betty, you have this amazing post where you state, and I quote, I am a woman raising three daughters under six, still breastfeeding my youngest. I built and run a multi-million dollar project and brand from my home, changing my life and my children's lives. I am my own. Can you tell us what it's like to be a powerhouse woman in the space raising young children? One of our missions here on NFT Heat is female and diversity representation. What can be done to onboard more women and empower more diversity in the space? Yeah, so it's interesting because that tweet, like there was no thought put into that tweet. It was just like facts of my situation because I was like, part of writing that was to kind of reinstate that to myself because I felt when we first launched and everything was happening and I felt like, is this actually happening? So it was almost like a grounding exercise. Like this is what's happened. This is what I have done. I think that just reading that in that way has kind of hit a lot of people because raising children is really huge. All you want for them is stability. And we were in a place prior to launching Dead Fellas where we were, you know, on paper doing really well, but actually really struggling. And that was always in the back of my mind. So having, you know, completely changed that by taking control of my own trajectory with Psych, my husband and it's just, I don't know, it was just kind of mind-blowing to me. It's, I can't get rid of that tweet because I, I, I read it. It's like a mantra for me now. Like I'll read it and it really helps me remind me just how amazing this has been, this journey. It's wild to me. I think that in terms of onboarding more women and gender diverse people to the space, because the space is primarily men at the moment, we're not going to see that shift until we start to work on the real life barriers to the space. So changing the conversation that bro culture is going to take men to actively be involved in a way that's further than the virtue signaling side of things like tag women artists that you love. And then it's just this big train of tags that no one reads. And it's just not valuable, like really valuing women for their work and empowering them outside of the space to enter the space. So encouraging women and I guess facilitating them to learn more about crypto and to be in tech and to lead, giving opportunities intentionally to women and gender diverse people that are really good at their job, but just might not have had access to this space and can use that as kind of an onboarding ramp. I've done that a few times with people in my team, actually. So a few of the women on our team and non-binary people on our team were not involved in the NFT space prior to this, but their skill set is amazing. And so hiring them and kind of teaching them as we go. And now they're flourishing in their own right in the space. And we have access to their amazing skills and the space is more diverse for it. So I think just having that in your mind and always being very conscious of it, it's going to be a conscious effort until it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like until we reach that equitable point, it's going to be a push. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. That's fantastic. So cool. Thank you for doing all of that. And being an inspiration and it's incredible. Dead Fellas has almost a two-week floor, which is sensational. And we talk a lot about DAOs, Web3, and the metaverse on our podcast. 
Do you see the metaverse in the future of Dead Fellas? And what are the goals for 2022 for the project? Well, we're a metaverse native brand. It's always been part of the driver of what we're doing. We want to kind of blur the lines between real life and metaverse and the experiences that you can have across all of those spaces, playing with the idea of identity and how that transforms, you know, from the real world into the metaverse. We're developing all kinds of spaces in so many different platforms. And I look forward to that being more interoperable as we move forward together, building as a community. But we already have a city in Decentraland with a fully functioning club. We've hosted Steve Aoki and Toki Monster and we have Poet Machines and you can get merch. And that in itself is a cool experience that's already happening. But we're just going to be playing on that, gamifying everything and really building out this ecosystem of this dead fellas world that we want people to experience in an immersive way. Yeah. And playing with that, that identity thing. Cause I think that identity is a really big part of what we're all doing as a community in NFTs. It's like the PFP phenomenon has been amazing because it's like, we're changing what it is to how you present yourself as a professional, how you present yourself just as a person moving through the online world. It's cool to see that kind of flow out into the real world. And on Web2 platforms as well, like LinkedIn, it's it's very interesting to see that shift. Love it. Love it. So Betty, what's the next stage of utility for PFP projects? Do you see Coinbase's new NFT marketplace as an exciting opportunity and Twitter and Instagram's verification as a boon for NFTs? Yeah, I do. I think that the next utility for PFPs, it really leans into the metaverse. And yeah, as I said, like, seeing that flow out into the real world and kind of have its own knock-on effect on pop culture and social culture in the real world. I'm kind of interested to see how it starts to shape and shift that as it moves into mainstream. Obviously, Twitter and Instagram and and all of those Web2 platforms moving into verification and will also shift things socially. It's going to be really interesting to see. Coinbase obviously will reach a huge market. So it's interesting because, you know, when you ask someone, what is the metaverse or what is Web3 or what will this look like? I don't think any of us really know. And that's the exciting part. You know, we're all consciously building this. And I think the excitement and the anticipation is a big part of why we're all here kind of building so fast and, you know, so enthusiastically. It's like very exciting to see where all of this is going to go. There's a lot of hope there. It's very positive. I love that. That is awesome. That's, I think, why we're here. We're all kind of paving this road together and we don't quite know where it's going to go, but we're excited and it's going to be a lot of fun. I love that. I love that. So somebody listening to this podcast, Betty, and they have an idea for a PFP project, but they really don't know how to start. What are your kind of initial recommendations? Well, I always say that if you want to work in Web3, get involved in Web3. It's literally as simple as that. We're so early that if you are active on Twitter and Discord and forming connections and talking to people and really just getting involved and engaging, the opportunities will present themselves. Like There are so many people in the Deadfellas community and in other communities that I'm a part of. You get to know these people and then all of a sudden, a month later, they're making a project together because they've found this cool thing that they're all really passionate about that brings them together and they've all got different skills. And that is how it happens. You know, it's all relationships and community. It's super cliche, but there it is. That's the, <laughs> that's the fact. It's great. 
That's great. So final question, Betty. We talk a lot about community on this podcast and how important it is in the NFT space. Here's your thoughts on the importance of community and how it affects your strategy. Community is everything. Community drives what we do completely. I think that the way that business and brands work and are developed in Web3 are completely different to what you see in Web2 and, and before in that the relationship between the consumer and the creator is completely bilateral. You know, before it was more of like a, I make this product, you buy it. What value can I get from you? What can I extract from you? Whereas now it's like this mutual value exchange. And so everything that we do is knit into what the community wants and what their input is and our plans shift and change to where they're headed. And it's a very interesting relationship dynamic. And I think it's far more respectful and far more equitable. And I just think it's it's very, very cool to see the world going this way. It's why I'm so passionate about it. You know, it's, it's less about exploitation and more about building together. So I think it's everything. Community is everything. It's providing people a space and a home. It's come at a good time when everyone has been quite isolated over the last period of time because of what's going on in the world. And I think everyone's looking for something and looking for that hope, as I said before, and this has kind of provided them with that. So it's a very optimistic place to be. Amazing. Betty, we did it in 30 minutes or less. You crushed it. You brought (laughs) insane alpha. We know you're unbelievably busy. Three little daughters. You're running an (laughs) incredibly successful NFT project. You got a million things on your plate. So we're grateful you you came on to NFT Heat. We love the alpha and all of the insights. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you're doing it all the way from Australia where it's very early in the morning. Um, So... (laughs) We appreciate it. We really do. This was so Thank cool. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I, and I'm, I'm not offering justice services, but if you do eventually a cartoon and you need a voice, I mean, we got. I'm here, <laughs> Betty. I am here. I want to do a dead fella's voice. Think of me. It's Harold. I'm literally going to ask you. I will be in your DMs uh, shortly. <laughs> you know it. You know it. I will be there. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you yeah. so much. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned next week. As you know, we'll have another NFT thought leader popping in with some more alpha. In the meantime, continue learning, growing, and collecting. We're NFT Heat. A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love to You off his 2019 album Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye.